Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to program author Marilyn Hughes, and she is the author of Forgotten Mystics in World Religions, Lesser-Known Out-of-Body Experiences. Marilyn, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Don? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I founded the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation in 2003. I've been writing books about out-of-body travel for about 32 years, and we have been putting them all out for about 15 years now. So tell us about your book. Well, Forgotten Mystics was created from an inspiration when I discovered a forgotten mystic by the name of Pensatia. She uh, died in uh, the 1960s. She was a Rosicrucian mystic. I discovered that she had some really profound work that she had done in the mystical realms and that all of her books were out of print at the time. And they were very hard to come by, but she was yet what I considered to be an important mystic. And so I started researching other mystics like her and found that there were many other mystics throughout time that had been forgotten, but who had left behind what I considered to be important messages and important experiences that should be compiled and put together, in my view, for history to retain. And so I decided that Forgotten Mystics was a great idea in terms of bringing together some of the writings of mystics that are not nearly as well known to those who follow the subject as the more popular ones. Who did you write your book for specifically? Who's the target audience? Well, most of the people I tried to write for are people who are undergoing a real spiritual awakening. Generally, a lot of our readers, we do have a wide variety of readers, but we have a great amount of readership in the age bracket of 50 and up, both men and women. But we have a huge amount of people who are interested in our work who have undergone some type of spiritual awakening, whether they've had their own out-of-body experiences or they've undergone a near-death experience. And of course, that can happen at any age bracket. And so we see that across the board. But you also see that whenever people are undergoing some type of desire to learn more about the meaning in their life, they start examining these types of things. And so I wrote this book for people who are seeking to know more about the purpose of their existence here, who are undergoing their own personal awakening, and people who become curious about you know, what we call paranormal events, I have a tendency to kind of refer to uh, the out-of-body experience as normal event, but, <laughs> uh, but I know that it's still classified under paranormal. But people are intrigued and would like to better understand these kinds of things because we do have a long history, uh, thousands of years, of mystics in every world tradition, every world religion, and that's what makes this subject so fascinating because we do have forgotten mystics in many religions and traditions. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Well, I would say that what we do find 
what I definitely found underlying was that many of these mystics have similar messages to the messages you'll find uh, when you're reading or studying the more well-known mystical writings, but there are also underlying things that every mystic seems to have their own special like gift that they have been given to share with the world. So like with Pensatia, she had this beautiful this beautiful gift of describing the initiations into the mysteries in the out-of-body travel state. There was another forgotten mystic, the Reverend John McGowan, who was around much earlier, and he had this unusual talent and gift for being allowed to listen to the conversations of the demons in the hell realms. And so he recorded these conversations between the demons and was able to actually catalog how, um, you know, how the demonic would actually plan out how they were going to tempt humankind. And then you have like um, Buddhist mystics, Islamic mystics, and others who had very unique experiences as well in their own traditions that would take what like a regular person who may study Buddhism or, or, or Sufi mysticism and have a special little link or a, a direction that it takes. Each one of these uh, forgotten mystics, I think there's about 23 or 24 in there. Each one of them, you get a chance to read up a little bit about their lives and then you get to read some of their writings and some of their experiences. And so you really get a wide variety of adventure through many different windows and eyes. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in this book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Well, I think what the greatest value that's going to add to the reader's life is the fact that we learn and discover where we can all meet as humankind. In terms of the, the mystical journey and where we are all the same and where we can all come together. Now, if you compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? It would probably be Essential Mysticism, which covers a lot of the more popular mystics, you know, the ones that we know about, like St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa of Avila, all of the ones that are, you know, the famous mystics. But the reason it's different is because these are mystics that most people have never heard of. And that's what makes it so fascinating because we are taking a journey with mystics who had just as profound gifts, but their works were just simply lost, went out of print over time. And so it, it's a very fascinating adventure into rediscovering that there were forgotten ones along the way. What is a mystic? A mystic is a person who has a much deeper experience of God in their spiritual practice. And out-of-body travel is actually the practice of the soul leaving the physical body. Mysticism is also essentially the same thing. They're kind of two words that kind of describe the same experience. In the Bible, it states, you know, St. Paul says, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know, when he's speaking about another person's mystical experience. These are when people have profound revelatory visions of life, 
which very often are experienced in the spirit and or out of body. You wrote this book. Did you come up with anything surprising? Many surprising things, especially I was very intrigued with Reverend McGowan because of his unique gift to uh, literally go into the hells and kind of eavesdrop on the demonic conversations. And those conversations in and of themselves were just fascinating. One of the things that I included in the chapter on Reverend McGowan was the dialogue that occurred around the time of the crucifixion of Christ. And the thing that surprised me the most was that in his experiences, it seemed that Satan and the demonic realm did not understand that the crucifixion was going to mean a defeat for them until after it happened. That really surprised me. What's been your most rewarding experience since publishing this book? Wow. Um, You know, I had a beautiful out-of-body experience shortly after finishing the book where I met with St. Padre Pio, who has been one of my spiritual mentors over the years. And I, you know, personally have many, many out-of-body experiences. And this happened to be one of the projects that he was very happy that I had completed. And so that was very, very rewarding to me in that he was pleased with this particular project being finished and apparently being finished according to what he felt was done correctly. (laughs) Now, does your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Not really. You know, when I was raised, ironically, I was raised in a family that were officially Mormon. My father was primarily the one who practiced Mormonism, and most of the remainder of my extended family were either agnostic or atheists. So in that regard, it did play a role in that I was always very, very attached to a strong Christian, just a strong love for Christ. And so surrounded by the non-belief of an afterlife or things like this, and of course with the natural gifts that I was born with, that made me, you know, in an uncomfortable situation at times. In that way, it affected me. But as I grew older, what that did was it kind of propelled me on this search for truth when I was a young adult. How would you describe your writing style? I've ironically come up with a term that I kind of use to describe it, but I don't think it's necessarily just my own. I call it mystical language, but I think I'm borrowing it from many, many of those who have come before in that those who have had these experiences and who have been mystics over, you know, many thousands of years, we have a tendency to write out of what I call mystical language. You know, in Forgotten Mystics, that's where you're going to see a little bit more of my left brain writing. But there's a lot of that mystical language that's included in these excerpts from these other forgotten mystics. I think that a lot of mystics write in what I would call mystical language. And so it's a little more flowy, a little artsy. It's it's kind of like the way that the ethers are. It comes about because it's difficult to describe what we see in these experiences. What part of your book would you say you personally like best? Wow. You know, I really like all of them because I do think that all of them are 
a profound adventure, but you know, Pensatia is probably going to be among my favorites forever in part because one of my own particularly favorite journeys in the out-of-body travel experience has been the initiations into the mysteries. And I did go on an adventure of looking to find every one of her out-of-print books that I could find when I discovered her. And it's just so interesting to me that someone who was such a fascinating mystic in the 60s, the 1960s, had pretty much gone forgotten already to us as humanity. But to me, she is a very fascinating. She was Rosicrucian and very involved and very immersed in the mystery experiences of the out-of-body experience. And I think that she'll probably always remain my favorite. <laughs> in your opinion, who should buy your book? I think anybody who is intrigued with the mystics, if you have been interested in like the major mystics, like the St. John of the Cross, the Teresa of Avila's, the St. Therese of Lisieux, you know, Jacob Baum, the uh, Meister Eckharts, if you are one of those kinds of people, this will fascinate you. Even if you are one of those people who is also intrigued with like the Buddhist mystics, the Sufi mystics, we have a few in there from the Sufi tradition, very fascinating people. You're going to find this really fascinating because we have some really unforgettable forgotten people throughout. Anybody who's interested in the great mystics and mysticism itself, and or if they're having their own awakening, have had experiences themselves, near-death experiences too, these experiences that are shared by these people helps us to define our own and helps us to better understand our own experiences. You have a website. I sure do. It's at outofbodytravel.org, and we have all of our books. Music and art is downloadable for free there, but you can also purchase all of our books in paperback, audible, and all the digital forms. And we also have a free course of study. So for those who are interested in pursuing out-of-body travel, we have a lot of resources that you can peruse freely, and you can also seek out spiritual counseling if you feel that is needed. This has been just great. Our guest today has been Marilyn Hughes, and she is the author of Forgotten Mystics in World Religions, Lesser Known Out-of-Body Experiences. Marilyn, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Don. It's been a pleasure. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. The Author Show podcast can be accessed at any time by visiting theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, and many more. If you're an author who would like to be featured, just visit theauthorshow.com, complete the request form, and we may contact you. Marketing is seldom easy for authors, and The Author Show is a great way to promote your work worldwide using a high-quality interview that can make a real impact. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.